everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Parents and Professors podcast. Here's a quick overview of this episode. We talk about black girl magic, media bias, and civil dialogue. Lastly, any fictional or hypothetical persons, places, or things mentioned in this episode that may bear resemblance to actual persons, places, or things is completely coincidental. Or do we just all revert to black girl magic? Wait, why is black girl magic a reversion? Because I think what matters to me in this case is black womanhood. And there is a difference between being a girl and a woman. But functionally, in terms of hashtags and social media campaigns, what's the difference? I feel like it's not strong enough. Yeah, like, but who says black woman magic? Which is why I was like, well, there needs to be a term. For me, I want a term. That's not black, black girl magic. Not enough for you? No, there are definitely days when it's black girl magic. But we're talking about the Supreme Court nominees. So give me an example of a day when it's black girl magic versus a day when it's black woman magic. Like black girl magic is like, oh, my hair looks nice and I'm headed to brunch and I like my outfit. Oh, so you've minimized. Oh, so black girl magic is just for the gram. That's how you think of it. No. So, but that's what you just did. You just did my hair looks nice and you you guys Why didn't see her. Why is that for the gram? <laughs> I don't know, but you guys couldn't see her body motions, but she did like a little pat the hair, like a little AKA stroll real quick. <laughs> but so black girl magic is just material. It's just appearance. That's what you're saying. No. And so I you see said, you said the number of people that example. I see put black girl magic in journal article titles at this point. Stop it. Is ridiculous. That's not what I'm saying. So yeah. So help me understand. Let me help me understand because you're a black woman. And you, you can either participate or not participate in it because I, I have my own thoughts about what black girl magic does and what it means, right? And so if you notice, I never post that shit with Makaria. I stopped very quickly after I started reading into it and seeing that there's an unfortunate kind of nefarious underside to black girl magic to me. Tell me more because I feel like maybe we're thinking so similar if things. you if you... I feel like the way that you kind of did your body positioning and your dance when you were talking about it before, <laughs> that's what people think of it. Like, it's <laughs> it's this, it's it's not, black women don't have an opportunity to just be. It's like, if you're not black girl magic, if you're not sparkling, if you're not. Oh, I, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't want to, yeah, like, you're black girl magic every day. I don't need it to only be, if, if you only say it or you only attach it to these certain types of experiences. Or if you only say it and you only connect it to black women excellence. Yes, I see what you're saying. And to me, that's a part of it. Yeah, so like, no, but when I don't see black girl magic when a judge gets appointed. No. Yeah, I see black girl magic when somebody likes their outfit. Or when there are groups of black women that haven't seen each other in a bit of time together. But I think maybe some of it is about the emotion. The emotion of what? The emotion of, right, those moments. And so both of the examples that we just described, you know, I'm heading out to brunch. I feel like I look good. I'm seeing my girlfriend, so I haven't seen her in a really long time. You know, when we have our line sister, however anniversary, when we eventually get together, there will be Black Girl Magic hashtags. Because like, I don't think I realize how Disney Black Girl Magic is. It's, it's, a, it's meant to convey, I think, something positive and happy and joyous. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. 
But if I'm having a bad day as a mom, I, right, I'm not using Black Girl Magic because that's not how I feel in the moment. But wouldn't that be a more complete representation of the Black woman's experience, right? So if, then true, the, true or this, false, Black is Girl why. Magic is intended to draw attention to the Black women community. Yes, absolutely. A particular image of. So only one where... So if somebody's outfit is raggedy, they shouldn't use Black Girl Magic. Unless... They just won a Nobel Prize. Your point is, <laughs> is that, I'm still Black Girl Magic. Yeah, even that, if my outfits like ragged. shouldn't that be the point? You know, and so I don't. If I'm putting that on pictures of my daughters, like what am I saying? What, so, what like what am I subscribing to? That's above and beyond kind of this surface level. Okay, like Black Girl Magic, Black Excellence, Black. What like, you're Black, you're Magic every day. I don't need a hashtag. You're excellent every day. My expectations for you are extremely high. Like, what is the labeling process for me is about, like, what are you, yeah, like, what is, what are you saying and what's not being said and who's being excluded? So, like, yeah, you, <laughs> Why you are all you the doing time. this to me? It's no, I mean, but, you, like, all the time we, we have these conversations and you talk to me about, not that I need to be talked to about it because I know, but you talk to me about how hard it is to be black and a woman. Like yes. that those identities that people, there are things that people don't see, there are oppressions that people couldn't possibly understand if they don't have those identities. And so, and we're not going to go down any of the different <laughs> rabbit holes that we could go down, but we've talked about it in terms of life. We've talked about it in terms of career. We've talked about it in terms of credibility. When you walk into a room, we've talked yes. about it in terms of dating, mm. right? Yes. Like, oh, blah, blah. So my short <laughs> version blah, of blah, blah, blah. what Marjorie would say is blah, blah, blah. Black women should be able to do whatever they want. That's not because what I there's mean. not enough eligible Yo, black men. You are right? That is a butchering uh, no, of hey, my argument. No, go ahead. What's the argument then? Say it, but say it how you say it to me. Use you, the same tone too. What do you mean, like whatever they want? Because I don't recall ever using those terms. Um, a black woman should be able to date whoever because there aren't enough. Oh yes, yes. That. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. 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 I, I oh, see what oh, you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you want to finish that thought? I think that when there are the socioeconomic, <laughs> that's not the oh, word. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh you're starting, on, to, you're starting to dance. You're doing the uh, racism without racist <gasps> incoherence. Are you calling me a racist? Listen. Yes. If you didn't know, Andrew Yang said. Directional racism. I can't be racist because I work with black people and I have black friends. Yeah. Listen, if you're quoting Yang and that's your saving grace, I would like to quote Eric Adams. <laughs> Fuck you, niggas. Whoa. Just, you took that to a whole other level. Um, no, I just... Andrew Yang. Wow. No, so... You know, Andrew Yang and Eric Adams actually sound like members of the NWO. <laughs> it, I'm always amazed at how... And I think... Right? Even this connects to it. You can say lots of things out loud. You can put all kinds of things on the Twitter internets. However, I got rid of Twitter because I was like, this shit is going to come back me. We, listen, <laughs> That's the only things I, I, even, post I don't even use anymore. Our work and my kids. It'd be like, I'm here at this restaurant and it's through Yum. the Swarm app. It's not, even, <laughs> it's not even directly on Twitter, G. <laughs> It's not, no. I'm like, if I get my feelings one day, people are going to be like, fakink, 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 screenshot. You can't. That's yeah. what. That's when nope. you put your phone down. And there's so many people that want me to ether them. Or you call a friend and say, hey, here are all the things I can't share in public. Yeah. And your friend's like, wow, yeah, no, it's a good thing you called me. And you're like, thanks. 
And they're like, no problem. We need to Click. go to the bar for that. Yo, you know what? Scholar shout out. Uh, first one of the episode, Dr. Chris Slayton. Because he's great at that. Hey, buddy, you want to get a drink? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Like, it's, that makes no, him a good like yeah, just come get this out of here. Like, whatever's going on, just get it out. Get out your system. Yeah. So get back to work. Right. Um, but I think even in these spaces, the vitriol and hate and racism and sexism and the awful thing that that becomes on Twitter for black women is awful. Like, do you think it's just black women? No, I mean, Twitter is just right? garbage. So, <laughs> but the garbage my, is particularly vile when it's a black woman. In my... So there are books that you buy sometimes, and this is nerd part. Um, I was like, speaking of, where's my book? Yeah. There are books that you buy sometimes, and you forget that you bought them. And then somehow you stumble back upon them. And so I just finished Stacey Abrams' book. Mm. And it turns out she writes a lot of books. Um, she has more than, there's... She's also like a romance novelist under really? a pen name. Yeah. Where did she find the time? She makes the time. There's that, She right. has bars about that it's in her book. It's not about finding time, you make time. Yeah. She has bars about that in her book. But the this book specifically, Leave from the Outside, it, I just came back to it at a good random time. It was in my audiobook list, and I've had the book on my shelf for a long time. I was like, all right, let me just go ahead and hit play. Is it in our Audible? I got it from Libby. I got it from the library. Oh, even better. Yeah. And I, I should have returned it today because I finished it. So I will it should take it actually out. be there. But one of the things that I love about the book and that I think is connected is she offers a little bit more of that intersectional analysis about just how oppressed black women can be and how it's usually along these specific kind of tropes. Like, oh, she doesn't have a man because she cares more about her career than she oh, does yes. about her personal life. Um, and just some of the things that you have to hear all the time or that you see different versions of. And I've always been in awe to a certain extent of Stacey Abrams because I feel like her awareness of not necessarily her shortcomings, but how the way she's chosen to live her life can be portrayed by mm-hmm. larger audiences. Like her kind of intrepidly pushing forward anyway. Like, I'm going to be in your face anyway. I'm going to continue to move up the political structure anyway. I'm going to continue to register all these voters anyway. I think that's pretty powerful when you can name it. And so in the book, she's just naming it. Like She's naming it in terms of how you're perceived in organizations. Like, you don't want to be the angry black woman this. Like, you're the minority in so many different situations, and it makes you feel like you're mm-hmm. carrying the weight of everybody on your shoulders. Yes. And so I... I say all that to say, like, yeah, like, what does it, what does that mean to you? I mean, that's like a whole, like you said, there are articles about that. Like, that's a whole essay. Um, In short, I think it means, it almost puts a cap on things, I think, that. Like a ceiling? Yeah, that we're always going to be fighting this uphill battle oh you're always gonna have the uh the tucker carlson's who want to find every way possible to call i was already feeling hot in my chest and now you just made it worse um but so one you're of talking the about that, your class yeah, yeah, yeah. so th- one of the things that i love about class is having the opportunity to expose them not just to the primary version of the argument because i think my politics are pretty clear to a certain extent only in so much <laughs> as like how i construct the syllabus so mm. if in the first three weeks 
you read Ta-Nehisi Coates, Alan Johnson's <laughs> really like, I would say it's the cleanest and quickest introduction to the intersection between racism, capitalism, and systemic injustices across the spectrum. So he includes ability status. He doesn't go really deep, but it's, but it's a great survey of all these ideas. Um, Privilege, Power, and Difference by Alan Johnson. And that's, so book number one, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me. Book number two, Power, Privilege, <laughs> Privilege, Power, and Difference by Alan Johnson. Book number three, Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis, right? And so if you even think of the titles of those books, those books are semesters. <laughs> like, it's, yes, like they're very clear Yeah, yeah but there, there's also a certain politics to the way you assemble syllabus, right? And so I tell my students pretty clearly that there are things that I'm going to assign them that I don't agree with. But I'm not yes. going to dirty their mind in advance by telling them which one is which. Oh, that's good. You know? And so, like, I, yeah, I'm not even going to give away the secret sauce. Don't. There's books that I teach that where I'm like, ooh, this is some bullshit, and I hope y'all niggas say it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you don't, I'm going to blow your mind when we get to class. Um, but it's important, right? It's important to get multiple perspectives so that you can be informed, so that you're not just arguing from an echo chamber. And it's not just the multiple perspectives, it's the multiple deliveries. Yeah. And so when I, we talked on the pod before about Candace Owens just Mm. being, she has nunchucks at all times. (laughs) Because she's just ready. That's, you know what? Yeah. Everybody needs a purpose. But I realized. That's hers. That Tucker Carlson is her big homie. She learned from him. Clearly. I was amazed at his commentary on the Supreme Court nominees. (sighs) And I watched him masterfully hit every possible talking point from every angle, but also put two sentences later everything needed so that he also could say he didn't say that. Or so he could also say that he's on the other side. Like, oh, what I care about is I don't want anybody to be patronized. It was... Oh, what did I... Uh... Conservative politics bingo because it like I thought you were gonna say porn. No, no. What? Conservative politics porn? No. Uh, no, that's not the direction I was going with that at all. Uh-huh. Bingo because yeah. he hit all of the terms. But if you like affirmative, so you don't he think that somebody action who, in there. He got affirmative action in there early, but <laughs> you don't think that somebody who's like really into conservative talking points wouldn't get like a, a mild tingle. Oh. Are you saying like, like when you hear somebody work? intelligent actually yeah, say something that makes sense? Yeah, so if I'm like, sense, oh man, you know. I, not him, but like that you know, would be what. Yeah, okay. like, you know, rest in peace Kobe, right? I never rooted for the Lakers a day in my life. But I could always respect, mm. like, yo, this is somebody that understands the game, that puts it in, that's fearless, right? Like I could see that and be like, wow. Now imagine if you're a Lakers fan. Right. Being a part of that and being able to experience that. Yeah. And I was like, I think I know some people who would sprint across an airport to embrace Tucker Carlson. Ew. Ooh. Because that's high-level performance. It just... Like, if you can do your job, I want to do my job as well as Tucker Carlson does his job. No. If, if his job is to incite hatred, to sow discord, and to otherwise misuse information while oppressing every possible group available all at once then he is dope everyone who doesn't belong to their group what is the what 
would you have to do for you to have had that good of a day at work? Gender queer in there for no reason. He said chronically tired, B. (laughs) Who else did he name? He named... um, American, Indian, Asian Pacific Islander. Asian Pacific Islander. The fact that he said Asian Pacific Islander, I was like, oh, he went and did his research for this one. But yeah, like, imagine, I was thinking what I would have to do to feel like I had that many bars. Like, that yeah. kind of blackout. Like, what day would it I... Was I like, productive. I was like, four pubs would have had to hit on the same day, bro. Like... <laughs> For you to feel that Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I've been in the lab, my niggas. <laughs> and so, you know, we hit journal diversity higher ed, journal costume development, journal student affairs research and practice. You know what I mean? Journal costume retention, research and practice. And we did all that in a day. It just all came out online first. And I was like, another one. Like, I was just lining up Facebook posts. I was like, oh, damn, I got to tell them about this one. Oh, damn, I got to tell them about this one, too. It was really productive. And I, and so, right, getting back to being a black woman, there's... I was getting back, you stopped for a bit. I just, I just want to make sure that we're remembering what the topic is. Mm, Word. Which is being a black woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got it. <laughs> no, but, you know, as a Supreme Court justice, watching him say that he cares about who they are as people, I couldn't imagine sitting there and watching him say over and over and over and over in so many different ways, I don't think you're qualified. You don't belong here. All of them? Have you looked up the qualifications to be a Supreme Court justice? Is it not being a justice? They're surprisingly low. Oh, like being... Ooh, I was going to say something. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, say it and we'll cut it if we need to cut it. Like being president of the United States of America. Oh, okay. But like... Because he was a reality TV show host. That's been an unqualified white guy's game. Reagan was an actor. Hey. Bush one and two. They're just guys. Why do you have to bring their race into this? Michael, I feel like unqualified. Race, what is this? Oh, race mongering. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say some reckless shit. So I'm a, <laughs> don't don't be a race monger. I'm not a, a race monger. I just feel like if you're so that's probably one of the craziest clear indications that like white privilege is working because the only way you could possibly get the hardest to get job in all the land and be unqualified is to be not just white. But a white man. What I saw somebody. Oh man, I gotta see if I can find it. I wish we could. I wish I knew the copyright rules so we could play ch- clips from stuff oh, on here. We're gonna figure that out next, you guys. But it's like, you know what? I, I saw this comedian. I think Carver might have posted it. Like, you know what white privilege is? It's like, watch the X Men, and watch Magneto walk across thin air, and infrastructure just builds underneath his feet. <laughs> he said. That's what white privilege is. And I was like, "Wow, God damn it, if that wasn't the most succinct and thugnificent portrayal. Because we, like, we all know that imagery. Yeah, it was like, a young black comedian. I do not know his name or else I would reference it. I would look for the clip and see if we can't put it in the show notes. <laughs> but I was watching. I was like, yo. And the thing is, I've never, and I've sat on actually many hiring committees and lots of different spaces many never has any white man's 
application come across a table and people were like, but is he really qualified? Never. Uh, no. Nah. Or so you, you seeing been his a... picture and deciding, is he really qualified? <laughs> seeing his picture. There's some rooms you haven't been in because I probably had to cut this. Uh, needless to say, Michael sat on a wild search. and Yeah, uh, yeah. and they were killing white people. <laughs> like They were murdering white people, bro. <laughs> and so much, I felt emboldened. I was like, all right, oof. No. Like, I was worried. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to do the thing. Like, you know, the old it's white just, dude thing. <laughs> it's, so, it's so frustrating. Because he represents a significant... The lollipop guild. ...portion of the population who will look up and see a picture and simply be like, oh, she can't be a judge. No, not, not even her name. Yo, if they use the mugshots that they use on the CNN story... I'm... Also, really... For all the potential candidates. What kind of lighting is it? Like, they're just... Nah, mm. man. They did that on purpose, bro. It's so And so, like, there are times where I want to say... High school CNN... students could do better. In fact, they would do better. They'd use their Instagram filters and fix it. I, there are times where I want to be like, yo, you know, CNN is whack, but... At least they're not doing what they do. Yes, there is a difference. Yeah, but... Man... That portrayal of blackness, when these women are the award-winning professionals, like Glamour magazine shots are available. They're like, how could you possibly End portray black womanhood in the least forgiving light, <laughs> literally and figuratively? To, like, it, mm, mm. And so it's already an assault. Like, it's an the, assault on the, qualification. The quality, the colorism, it's just like... They made them as dark as possible. As dark as possible. This one is actually light skin to You know they darkened that picture. The you can't even see on the left. Like it's just They all... got my girl J. Michelle Childs looking like a meme. Like That's not a good thing. When your auntie told you not to do that. And you did it anyway. CNN do better. Can we say CNN do better? Yeah. You okay. you could definitely say CNN do better. They should do better. But on the other side of it, and I think about, so we are not, I'm, I'm going to say now, because I know y'all are going to go to the show notes and not see the clip for Tucker Carlson's little set on the Supreme Court nominees. And I just, I can't support that, but everyone should go and watch it because it's important to see what the narrative is. And if we care about making change, like we need to know what the other side thinks and how they're being um, intentional about that messaging. Dangerous. There are certain words that I really like. One of my pet words is nefarious. I get it off often. Yes. I need more. You need Every more time I see behavior? No. I, I, mean, I need more <laughs> words to describe it when I oh. see it. I need synonyms for nefarious. Please help us out. <laughs> oh, we need an email for the pod. Yeah. Yeah, we need to make that. We're going to get on that, y'all. Yeah. I'm literally writing it down right now. Oh, sorry. That was the click of the bin directly into the microphone. That part will keep. After you talking It was shit. relevant. No, because I said, <laughs> I'm going to write it down right now. I clicked my pen to write it down. All this helps me realize that there are certain words that I love. Nefarious is one of them. Because I feel like it, it captures exactly what I see from... Tucker Carlson's and Dan Bongino's. I feel like there needs to be yeah, like a they're twisty twisting mustache. sinister. Yeah, the twisty sinister mustache. He couldn't even stick the landing. You saw he was laughing at the end when he said we might as well nominate George Floyd's sister. 
That He's stomping so on this man's grave. Offensive. For what? And so he couldn't offensive. even keep a straight face. He laughed and when he, he said it. Was it. Funny. That's what makes me sad. Like I, I think we have really extreme examples. Oh, and in fact, we came across a resource, and we'll share it with you all in the show notes. But it's basically a um, media bias statistic, and so they've done research on all research. This- Research. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded like you from the South. Finance. So the um, Ad Fonts Media page, they have a media bias chart. And it's really interesting to see sort of like all these shows and newspapers and TV stations and channels. So it's any type of media? Any type of media. So And for some of them, they'll distinguish between... Um, actually, wait. Were they the only ones? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> This is my point exactly. So I thought it was more than one, but really just Fox News, because there's a web version and a TV version, has multiple scores because it's two different things and their scores are not close. Which I think makes it a little better. How? So the the scale is from um, left to right most extreme left, most extreme right, and then there's a the middle. Skews right, skews left, and then hyperpartisan right, hyperpartisan left. So that's the bell curve. So Fox News Web is actually in the analysis or high variation in reliability segment, which is not the worst. Like they're kind of middle of the middle. And in that Put category, that in layman's terms. So in that category, it includes uh, Oh, no, CNN also has it. So Fox News is... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so... It just got worse. Okay. So all of these um, icons overlap, so I couldn't see it initially. So CNN also has a web and TV, as does a few other companies. So Fox News' website is the equivalent of what you get on CNN's TV, which is... Mostly analysis, or what they call high variation in reliability. So, right, Anderson Cooper, folks like that. You don't feel like Anderson Cooper is the most reliable man in America? I love Anderson Cooper. I know your mom does. She definitely does. Um, she, like, he's part of why she watches CNN. Um, but, and it, it's sort of in the middle of skews left. So, okay, average. However, CNN website is in the mostly analysis or mix of fact reporting and analysis, which is more reliable. The top of that range is fact reporting and that's it. So you're, oh, NPR at first, that's what I listen to. Uh, PBS. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Elmo ain't never lied. Elmo's never lied to us. Like, Elmo knows, what is it? Like, the rock can't eat because he doesn't have a mouth? Yeah, it's real out here. <laughs> Elmo be peeping things. So, right, that's there. Simply fact reporting. Um, CNN Web is a mix, or, yeah, mix of fact reporting and analysis, or mostly analysis. And then is Fox News Web, CNN TV. You got to take a trip. Couple, one, two steps down. Steps are standard deviations. Oh, okay. So now we're... So I gotta find it. So it's Fox News TV. One and a half standard deviations from the mean. But it's 
selective, incomplete, unfair persuasion, propaganda, or other issues. That's not even news. Like, if the word propaganda is <laughs> in there, that's pretty much an indictment. What are you doing? Like, they're a step above. Uh, I'm sure this is a Haitian squint. Reason, saksa. It says um, <laughs> Infowars, which is contains misleading information. And excuse, really far right. It just like read it. They just found the right one. <laughs> it's just all the way over there. And then contains inaccurate fabricated info. I have yeah, some it's like, stuff here. It's like a uh, fan fiction. But the pro- oh, you know what the problem with this scale? I don't know what the problem is. So the point that we often debate is are these things comparable? So we have a measure that shows uh, there's some significant differences. And for the left, it doesn't go beyond, um, right? So that selective, incomplete, unfair persuasion. Like for the left, there isn't anything that's in the contains misleading info or contains inaccurate fabricated info. There's a lot of stuff on the right. You have a lot of stuff in that weird tail end that's doing something. Who made the scale? On that, uh, oh, so Ab Fonts Media. Font Fonts? What's their angle? Fontes. They want to make money by selling impartial information. And so, in fact, you have to license this to download it and use it. Mm. And so I think there's, right, you're not going to want to publish something that people can easily refute. Yes. Like, if you're trying to make money off of this, this is business. Um, Big business. Yeah, because I know, I'm like, I would pay for this. Y'all didn't know that CEO March just came out. <laughs> she just cinched her jacket. <laughs> did not cinch yeah, my jacket. Yeah, she cinched her jacket and fixed her turtleneck. <laughs> also, it's actually turtleneck season, so I don't know that I appreciate you coming at my turtleneck. There's no fucking such thing as turtleneck season. <laughs> what is it? Shut your ass. Isn't up. it? It's like, it's like. Sweater season. Nah, fam. Isn't that a thing? Keep it moving. See, like this pumpkin is, spice lattes. We were just talking about civil discourse, <laughs> and you want to make this discourse uncivil. Not at all. I would never. Um, but I, I think it's interesting to, to ask these questions about the media that we're consuming. And they're not all the same, right? Like Fox News is not. The Fox News Web. It's not, you know, CNN. You know those memes where they be like doing people's sign and it's like, a little bit of awesome. <laughs> A little bit of swagger. <laughs> like, Fox News be pouring lies in their shit. <laughs> All the time. 80% lies. Yeah. CNN, like, sprinkles lies from time to time. No, they're not on the line. They, what is it, though? <laughs> they're a high, high opinion. I feel like we have a different definition of lying. And I realize that so because we do have a more. version of this conversation. So regularly. We have this conversation you, regularly. Yeah, yeah, so when you frame information in such a way that you intentionally lead somebody to a false opinion or perspective on something like that to me is lying and the level of gullibility of the masses has a lot to do with it okay and so i've watched cnn msnbc where the way that they're framing an issue is like the mirror image of what fox news is doing it's just that the leaning is the other way okay no no and so but we have no so you're which is why i asked about the data source and like how they're measuring it because obviously this is an opinion thing oh i just tell it like it is exactly 
Well, you know no. how many people cover themselves in that bullshit? Because Tucker Carlson is yeah. on this list. No, no, no. Tucker Carlson is the worst of the worst. He's a ninja. Hannity is more skewed and less truthful than Tucker. So there is there is more extreme. Who is... I'm not... Dan... Bongino? Yes! Oh, yeah. That's one of my mom's homies. Mm. I'm sure he's on... Contains misleading info, and he is touching the most... He's in the most extreme. He's all... Super extreme, right. He's in the outlier that doesn't exist for the left. Mm. Your mom should not be listening to that. <laughs> but she does. That's not good. He's right next to InfoWars. Yo. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. Call back. We don't talk about Bongino. <laughs> so, so I think... His opinion's very right. <laughs> I think it matters, not just perspective, because we all have different perspectives, and that's fine. But when you're down on the ends of the bell curve, all the way out in outlier land, well, yeah, that's problematic. And I think what we're seeing with Joe Rogan is a great example of that. But is it? Because he's uncanceled. Is he uncanceled? I mean, he wasn't canceled, though. He still has his $100 million. He's not canceled at all? Who canceled... Oh, they pulled his episodes, but Actually, like... he took first in the Nigger Olympics? <laughs> oh, whoa! I feel like you said that with the wrong... Uh, no, I said it with the same one that he did. <laughs> that he was telling his Planet of the Apes story. Yo, y'all. So, the montage of his N-word use, because I'm going to do it like Trevor did it. His N-word use is wild. And where he was like, oh, well, that was a long time ago. It's like, it was a lot. It doesn't matter when. Well, I feel like if you get... Say that we're as prolific as Joe Rogan. Yes, and, and people look back at it the beginning. <laughs> and they'd be like... Listen, our 10 episodes are already like, do I want HR to hear this? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. And think about like the stuff that we cut thinking that we're protecting ourselves. Oh, we, yeah, right. We cut. So lot, if you yeah. want the Mike nigger montage, you find that pretty easy. I just happen to be black. Right. And that's the difference. I know. But is it though? I mean, for some people, it's not, right? There there are black folks who... So, because I, I think it's interesting, right? So, we have a, a very... We do a lot to teach our children about financial literacy. Yes. And by we, I mostly mean me, but Marjorie is extremely supportive I and show thoughtful them my about budget budgeting and... Every month, yeah. I call Maximilian and say, this is how much I have for groceries. And so, one of the things teaching them about in terms of how to read a stock chart and to pay attention to what's in earning statements is... Look at the total amount of cash that a company has. A company with more cash is safer. A yes. company with more cash can move in a way that other companies can't, especially in a drought, right? So like while all these other companies are falling and their price is lower than it's ever been for Spotify. their stock. Yeah. <laughs> the big companies can be like, I'll take one. I feel like, and this is a very interesting thing to pay attention to for me. Joe Rogan's a mega cap stock. Um. And they're like, this makes us enough and costs us so little that we'll just sprinkle a bunch of money on these little growth companies <laughs> until we buy them up. We definitely still have our uh, Spotify Duo account. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's real crazy. But, you know, I use Spotify every day, all day long. Like, daily i might it use... also lets me check in on my homies <laughs> five to six hours on spotify a day 
Candace is in a very R&B mood of late. Oh, is that what it says? Yeah. I don't do that. Oh, I mean, Dr. Claw. um, (laughs) Scholar shout out. Oh, yay. Yeah. New scholar shout out. Dissertation defense a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations, Candace. But yeah. It's... We sprinkle this little bread (laughs) on all these little seedlings of color. You got it. Okay, now you have to give context because you... Folks have no idea what that means. So one of the responses, the corporate response was, uh, we're going to let Joe Rogan do what he won't. We're going to take Free down. Speech. Yeah, we're going to take down the episodes that are particularly egregious. N-words. And we're going to match Joe Rogan's salary, so the $100 million that they pay Joe Rogan, in donations to give platform to black and brown creators. So they're going to give multiple $100 million salaries to folks? That's amazing. No, they're going to oh. sprinkle that $100,000 piecemeal. Oh. So, so, like, if oh. Joe Rogan is Chipotle, like, they want El Oso. What is and that? Like, exactly, my nigga. <laughs> like, all the little <laughs> tiny shacks. They're about? like, yo, like, we hope you stop by this taco truck real quick. Um, but we're going to be over here still being Chipotle. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, that's not... It's interesting to watch this whole process like unfold because if they were gonna platform somebody wouldn't it be more useful with the money i'd give it to, to Trevor to really platform two amazing black creators at 50 million the, oh are we allowed to say names i think we should because th- this was when i feel like i started listening to podcasts Go when ahead. we started listening to podcasts um when the read started oh the read yeah <laughs> oh we went to the read live we went to, we showed that show live yeah, we, in were, philly. we went there live they were at drexel university <laughs> Oh, that's a throwback. We, we yeah. got called we were unicorns. There. Yeah, we were out there. We were out there telling too much of our business in public places. Oh, look at this. And we're back. <laughs> oh, you're right. That was hilarious. Okay, we'll, we'll do like an after show and come back to that. Yeah, that's like Patreon. <laughs> um, but right, even in this like, oh, look at us trying to, I don't know. Is that do better? Do a better he has a full cup with ice in it that he just keeps picking up and click clacking the ice. I was parched. Click clack moo. <laughs> Parent bars. Uh. <laughs> that is very. All the parents will get that. Um, and if you don't, Google it. Um, right. So, so the fact that they're giving this money to who knows how many creators, right? And it's also like over how many years? Like, is it? This year, right now? Is it over the next 10 years? Because who cares? If I'm splitting up piecemeal when I'm giving one proven to be irresponsible wild. creator. Did no one listen before they picked that? Clearly no one listened no, before they picked because, but I, that's, that. But I hate that part, though. I hate the public lynching part. What do you mean? So you do something wrong, and then it activates all these personal private investigators and detectives or your no, enemies no. who've been sitting on Mm-mm, no because that would be like hey we have a business and we're gonna add a business partner not check their resume not look at their references not look at their previous work and be like yeah come work with us because you are really popular that's a bad analogy but i get where you're going like the idea that really is that no it's a hundred million dollars to me it's that they cared about different metrics so we have this conversation all the time. Professor hat on. Right? Oh, GPA. Oh. They didn't give a fuck about the content. 
the metric they had their eyes on listeners and money was listeners you're right. and advertising dollars you're right yeah. i would think so about that you care differently about outcomes like oh we let 10 percent black people in. how many graduated well that's not our fault we give an opportunity to 10 percent. if three percent graduate then that's on them right. right abstract liberalism it's now i'm annoyed yeah so the metric that they cared about they're still getting because now people are hate listening I'm waiting for him to oh, really? slip. Is that a thing? Yes, man. But also, everybody gets a spike. It's like how Snoop and Dre got the number one album in the country right now. There's an Interscope playlist on Spotify. Oops, <laughs> on Spotify. Yeah, like you can't. I was like, like. Nah. And we post to Spotify. No shade over here. No, absolutely. Yeah, Please Anchor, listen to the pod. On Spotify, if that's where you or to be wherever at. you listen to your podcast. Exactly. Wow. No. I, might as well, I mean, it's already on the platform, y'all. That felt <laughs> unnecessary. What is it? Gratuitous. That was a gratuitous use. <laughs> True. We're going to cut that little part. Trust me, y'all. It was gratuitous. Oh, I was like playing the apes. <laughs> um, you'll see in the show notes that we've we've linked to a, a really thoughtful analysis of Joe Rogan's little, uh, what do we call this? Misstep? Kerfuffle. <laughs> Kerfuffle. Yeah. But. Brouhaha. Brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little scuffle. A little scuffle with the internet. Because this yeah. is a visual medium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just, he scuffled with the, his hands. The Kevin Hart scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> My scuffle game. <laughs> I, I think. To end on a positive note, um, there is hope, right? Speaking of Trevor, why do I keep calling him that? Trevor. 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 Yeah, why? Now I'm like somebody's yeah, like, Caribbean, Caribbean auntie. auntie. Like, Trevor. Trevor. Um, he has an interview with... Uh, so Trevor has uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw on. Are you done? Are you done? Let me know. Oh, you made me switch to Black Panther. Ah. Uh, it won't be I don't even know why that's happening that doesn't fit um so so oh jeez Trevor Noah has uh, representative Dan Crenshaw on he's a Texas Republican congressman uh, and they talk about all kinds of topics they talk about immigration uh, climate change critical race theory and I, I wanted to share it and sort of end on the note of it was so pleasant to watch. Here are two adult men having a reasonable conversation, discussing their differences of opinion. Are you clamoring for a return to civility? It's not just civility, although yes, actually. Yeah, let me start with yes. But it's only happening between a comedian and a politician. We need it between two politicians. Oh, you are asking for like the moon at this point. I would love bipartisan. Isn't there a bipartisan bill for something that's not that important, but, but like important, semi-important? I don't know if you're talking about Build Back Better. That's not bipartisan, is it? Doesn't it have to be to pass? Huh. Given the numbers? Did the last several years where any Man, of about to be the things... Midterms, B, you can't be blowing political capital on foolishness right now. Passed. Red wave coming. Based on a bipartisan consensus? Cause red, red wave coming. We didn't have that. I wish I could do that fast enough to be like the song. Red wave coming. Red wave coming. Red wave coming. Red wave coming. Cotton candy sweetie. Oh, let me see you. Sorry. I don't know what you've been told. It ain't the butterfly. It's the voter roll. The voter roll. You're so old. But it was really 
yeah and it, it's 30 minutes it's almost 30 minutes and it's it's like oh wow that like went by so quickly that was it was pleasant to listen to it was like a breath of fresh air oh you have to end that with if i may <laughs> if i may <laughs> if you will that's a good one too um and it, it was just like almost shocking that like that happened right especially like crt is um what is it a straw man right now for particular groups so it was it was really interesting to just yeah like listen to them have this conversation and dialogue and talk about their differences of opinion and how they approach things what's differently. the difference between conversation and dialogue i like synonyms okay i was just confused. although dialogue feels a little bit more thoughtful deep we're gonna i'm gonna have to google those it was definitely a dialogue. Uh, and I, yeah, it was just, it was so great to see because we're in this constant cycle of yelling and offense and nonsense that actually doesn't do anything for us as a country. I hope everything bad happens to you and only you. <laughs> and if you think about hate, hate, how hate. we have hate, hate. continued to slide hate, hate, hate. down national rankings in every single possible life metric. China gave us TikTok, B. There's like, keep the slide going. There you go. Red wave, go. Red wave, go. And That's the, the other red wave. Son, it's just, it's so, it hurts my heart. Like, our problems aren't difficult. Because everybody else has solved them. Our people are difficult. Why are we so difficult? Because we feel entitled. But America's best country in the world. Wouldn't you want to actually be the best country in the world? Uh, people want to say it, they don't want to be it. Like I think there was a study about happiness across the world, and we're like not at the, near the top at all. Why do you think that is? Oh well, there's. Where should I start? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually interested. Well, and that wasn't rhetorical. No, okay, so but I'm also gonna because in case we get you know straight listeners, my parents are immigrants from Haiti. Like I understand the privileges of being an American. I don't need to be told. So, like, thank you, no thank you. Here's a, and here's the Snickers. <laughs> we can do so much better. And we know we can do better because our peer nations are doing better. Oh, what's that Baldwin quote? The what? There's a James Baldwin quote about, like, his right to criticize America and still love it. Yes. It's like your kids. Now I got to look it up. It, like, It'll be a response. If your kid is doing something wild... Your job as a parent is to check them and make them stop. Not like, oh, wow, like that's, well, you know, like they're my kid and so it's okay. No, it's not okay. Check it. Correct the behavior and move on so that your kid can be a better person. America's just like that. Found the James Baldwin quote. Go ahead. I love America more than any other country in the world. And exactly for this reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. Absolutely. I want you to be better because I know you can. I think that's... If only people took that as intended. On that note, <laughs> how do we end the show? <laughs> Thanks for rocking with us for another episode of the Parents and Professors Podcast. Peace. Peace. I'm not going to